0: Hey there podcast friends, welcome back to Wisdom from Above, where we go beyond the reasoning of men to the revelation of God. We just started Season 5, a season titled Back to the Beginning. This foundational study is investigating the first few chapters of the book of Genesis. This study will help us discover the answer to life's most important questions of origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. We are digging into the origin of the universe. Last week, we looked at creation. Creationists believe that God created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in them in six 24-hour days. Creationists also believe that every living thing God created reproduces after its own kind. Today we are looking at evolution. Evolutionists reject the supernatural, so they have to devise some way of explaining our amazingly complex and intricately designed universe in a way that is natural and mechanistic and purposeless. Evolutionists reject the biblical account of creation. Evolutionists insist on believing that every form of life evolved from some previous form of life that in turn evolved from some inanimate substance that existed for some unknown reason and changed for some unknown reason. Evolution is taught in almost every public school and university, and unfortunately, belief in evolution has infiltrated the local church. Many in the church are saying that if science and our beliefs are in opposition, we must go with science. Consequently, many churches deny creation, and believe in evolution. But evolution undermines the most foundational book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. Evolution undermines the idea that the Bible is inspired by God. Evolution undermines the idea that the Bible is without error in all that it says. Evolutionists like to claim that they are following the science. But science is man's reasoning, while the Bible is God's revelation. Science changes with the times, while the Bible stands like a rock unchanging. The majority may believe in evolution, but the majority are often wrong. Consider these examples. Adam Thompson of Cincinnati, Ohio filled the first bathtub in the United States in 1842, Doctors predicted rheumatism and inflammation of the lungs from such a newfangled idea. They were wrong. Britain had a law in 1896 that prohibited any power-driven vehicle from driving at more than four miles an hour. Dr. Samuel Johnson, in the 18th century, said that no one could travel at more than 10 miles an hour and live. The experts were wrong. Samuel Morse was told by the press and the government that his telegraph idea wouldn't work. The press and the government were wrong. Alexander Graham Bell was called a fool when he exhibited his telephone. Today we talk all over the world as a result of his invention. Once more, the majority was wrong. When Westinghouse proposed to stop a railway train with wind, the Westinghouse air brake, He also was called a fool, but very soon the majority was proved wrong. Goodyear was booed by everyone but his wife while he worked 11 years trying to vulcanize rubber. Today, every car in the world uses his invention. Once again, the majority was wrong. Jenner was jeered when he discovered and declared his vaccination. Some scientists said that all the animal diseases would be transferred to the human race, Jenner's discovery eliminated the smallpox scare. Those scientists were wrong. The the geocentric theory of the universe was accepted for centuries as scientific fact. But finally, Copernicus and Galileo were able to convince the scientific world that it was wrong. Evolution is taught and believed by the majority of folks in our world. Many of them jeer and mock those who believe in the biblical account of creation. But don't be fooled. Truth is not determined by a majority vote. The majority is often wrong. Science is often wrong. This is definitely the case when it comes to understanding the origin of the universe and the origin of the species. Most people have never ever been taught the truths of creation and very few have ever been exposed to the serious problems of evolution. Evolution is not scientifically supportable. Jonathan Wells, a Ph.D. in molecular biology and cell biology from University of California, Berkeley, lists a few of the known frauds in evolutionary teachings and concludes by saying, quote, The text contained massive distortions and even faked evidence. In fact, when the false evidence is taken away, the case for Darwinian evolution, in the textbook at least, is so thin it is almost invisible. End of quote. Did you hear that? Let me quote Jonathan Wells again because he is exposing the fraudulent scientific textbooks that teach and promote evolution. Here's what he wrote. The text contained massive distortions and even faked evidence. In fact, when the false evidence is taken away, the case for Darwinian evolution, in the textbooks at least, is so thin it's almost invisible. You see, Darwinian evolution, theistic evolution, and progressive creationism are all based on an insupportable billions of years of evolution with no explanation of the beginning of matter, no explanation of the energy needed for this evolution to take place, no explanation for the beginning of life, and no evidence of mutational genetics leading from molecule to man. Now don't miss this. Many evolutionists admit that the evidence supports creation rather than evolution. But they do not want to admit that there is a God or that God created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them in six 24-hour days. So they believe and they teach an evolutionary theory that is not supportable scientifically. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them. But on the seventh day he rested. The Bible says in Romans 1, verses 18 to 23, God's person and power are evident in creation, but men have suppressed the truth in unrighteousness. Men have exchanged the truth of God for a lie And professing to be wise, they have become fools. (laughs) Wow, what a strong and clear declaration. The Bible warns us in Colossians 2, verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Far too many Christians have been conformed in their thinking to this world, rather than being transformed in their thinking by the Word of God. They have accepted the reasoning of man and rejected the revelation of God. Let's face it, most people are more influenced by the worldly thinking around us than the biblical truth before us. In this this season of Wisdom from Above, we are going back to the beginning. Genesis lays a foundation for the rest of the Bible— Genesis lays the foundation for our faith. If the Bible is wrong about creation, why well, believe it is right about anything else? And Jesus himself referred to the creation of man and woman as recorded in Genesis 1 and 2. And if he was wrong about creation, why well, believe that he was right about the resurrection or about salvation? We're investigating the truths of Genesis 1 and 2. The Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and everything that is in them in six 24-hour days. And today I want to highlight the truth of a phrase found no less than 10 times in Genesis 1. The phrase is this, according to its own kind. Every living plant was designed to reproduce according to its own kind. Every living fish was designed to reproduce according to its own kind. Every living bird was designed to reproduce according to its own kind. Every living domestic animal was designed to reproduce according to its own kind. Every wild animal was designed to reproduce according to its own kind. What do evolutionists propose? Number one, creation is rejected by evolutionists. While rejecting God as the creator, evolutionists propose a naturalistic cause. The evolutionist says everything came into being by naturalistic, mechanistic processes due to properties inherent in inanimate matter. They have no explanation for the origin of that matter. They have no explanation for the power that made the Big Bang go boom. In contrast, the Bible says everything came into being by the creative acts of God. We see this in Genesis 1 and 2, and we see it also in the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Second, Permanent Kinds Are Rejected by Evolutionists While rejecting permanent kinds, they propose progressive mutations. Evolutionists tell us that the origin of all living things came from a single living source, which itself arose out of inanimate matter. They believe that each kind came from some ancestral kind. They believe that all forms are genetically related. In contrast, the Bible tells us that there was a creation of basic plant kinds and basic animal kinds with ordinal characteristics complete in the very first representatives that God created. God created full-grown plants. God created trees fully developed and producing fruit. God created Full-grown fish and full-grown birds and full-grown wild animals and full-grown domestic animals. God created a full-grown man and woman. God created each kind of tree, each kind of bird, each kind of fish, each kind of creeping animal, each kind of domestic animal, each kind of wild animal to reproduce according to its own kind. Now, this allows for variation and speciation within each kind, but it does not allow for transition from one kind to another. There is no such thing as a transition from a fish to an amphibian or a quadruped to man. Number three, the supernatural is rejected by the evolutionist. While rejecting the supernatural... They believe the insupportable. You see, a scientific theory must be observable and testable and falsifiable. Certainly, evolutionists are right in insisting that creation does not meet these criteria. However, it is very important to note that evolution also fails to meet all three of these criteria. Evolution is not observable, testable, and falsifiable, it has been postulated, but it has never been observed. And this was admitted by Richard B. Goldschmidt, a committed evolutionist and a professor at the University of California. Watson, another committed evolutionist, has referred to the theory of evolution as, quote, a theory universally accepted not because it can be proved by logical, coherent evidence to be true, but because the only alternative, special creation, is clearly incredible. Did you hear that? Let me share that quote one more time. I don't want you to miss a statement. Watson, he who is a committed evolutionist, refers to the theory of evolution as a theory universally accepted not because it can be proved by logical, coherent evidence to be true, but because the only alternative, special creation, is clearly incredible. This is simply a rejection of the supernatural. Their only basis for accepting evolution is their unwillingness to accept creation. They refuse to acknowledge the obvious existence and supernatural power of God. This is nothing less than pure foolishness. As the Bible says in Psalm 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You know, th- this reminds me of Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. Let me share the, those verses with you. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. This passage makes it clear that through creation they knew they should know there's a God. They should know it from creation, but they, they rejected that revelation, and they became futile in their hearts, and foolish in their minds, and professing to be wise, they became fools. The Bible declares, God created the heavens and the earth, and seeing and all that is in them. Jeremiah 32, 7 is a beautiful verse. It says very simply, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power, and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too difficult for you. What do evolutionists believe? Well, the evolutionist's wish and hope is grounded in mutations. Huxley, a committed evolutionist, says this, Mutations are the only effective Agency of evolution. William Back, an evolutionist, says this. Mutations are the only source of genetic variation. So the only effect of agency for evolution is mutations. The only source of genetic variation are mutations. And yet, we... Must recognize the evolutionist problem and listen to their admission. Theodosius Dobzhansky, who wrote Evolution, Genetics, and Man, a committed evolutionist, says mutations are disadvantageous. He says mutations are deleterious. Putin, Ernest Houghton, who wrote Apes, Men, and Morons, says this Evolutionists have sinned against science and are leaning upon a broken reed when we depend upon mutations. Notice he says we. He is an evolutionist. And he says evolutionists have sinned against science and are leaning upon a broken reed when we depend upon mutations and yet mutations are the only effective agency of evolution and the only source of genetic variation. Lauren Isley, who wrote The Immense Journey, wrote these words, After having chided the theologian for his reliance on myth and miracle, science has found itself in the unenviable position of having to create a mythology of its own. So evolution's only effective agency is mutations, but mutations are disadvantageous and deleterious and destructive rather than being a positive agency for evolution. So evolution has no scientific support. None. Evolutionists are leaning on a broken reed when they depend on mutations. Evolutionists have to create a myth in order to have anything to support their theory. In contrast, the Bible and scientific evidence, both support creation. So, my podcast friends, you have a choice to make. Will you follow the reasoning of man? Or will you follow the revelation of God? Thank you for carving out the time to join me for this Wisdom from Above podcast. Leave your comments below. And please share this podcast with your family. Share this podcast with your friends. Share it on your Instagram or Facebook account. This is Dr. Harlan Betts wishing you a good week and God's blessings. I look forward to meeting with you again next week when we will look at the missing links of evolution. I'm grateful that you're joining me in this passionate quest for life-changing truths on wisdom from above.